Stefan, welcome back and thank you for doing this special episode pertaining to meditation, which has certainly been a hot topic and with the current circumstances in the world, especially in the United States, this is has never been a more timely topic. So thank you, sir. Glad to be back, my friend. Let's get right into it in terms of meditation. I think there's been a lot of questions that I know I've heard from listeners and, and people within my network. What is meditation? Let's start from the beginning. Such a great question. And I think it's a question that's probably not asked a lot. We kind of hear all these amazing benefits of meditation, but I don't think we oftentimes discuss what is meditation. And I think that it becomes really interesting. So I'll, I'll answer the question from a couple of perspectives. I think one is metaphorically or how you mostly hear about meditation. So I like to refer to meditation as a mind training. Uh, so it's a way of training your mind to pay attention. So to focus on either your breath or sensations in your body or external sounds, these are the typical objects of meditation. So it's a form of a mind training uh, at first. And then over time, I feel like the more you engage with the practice, um, another way I like to do, describe it is um, it's a way to distance yourself from your thoughts create a separation between the thinking part of your being and your core, your essence, whatever that is, we can get into more details. So that's one way of describing it. I think um, another one, which is really interesting is when you start to go into these uh, different languages and how they approach meditation. So uh, I don't know if your audience is familiar, you know, my background is Southeast Europe coming from Serbia. So in Serbian, I recently found out the, the direct translation of a Serbian word for meditation means spend time in silence, right? So, which is now a different perspective, right? So um, it's sitting down, uh, being silent, withdrawing from your senses, right? And then observing what's going on. Right? Um, and then maybe just one last example. So something that's very close and dear to me is, um, so obviously I've been trained in uh, meditation through yogic traditions. And that's my, uh, that's the style of meditation that I'm, you know, close, closest associated to or with. And um, in yoga, they have this whole process uh, that ends with meditation. So essentially, it begins with uh, focusing on your body, right? So bringing your body into balance physically, energetically. Then it goes from there, focusing on your breath, right? So doing, uh, bringing your breath into balance. Then from there, you withdraw senses, meaning usually that you spend some time in silence, that um, you do meditation secluded from your everyday life, maybe under closed eyes. Uh, and then from there, you practice concentration. So that's the next step where you focus on your breath or if your eyes are open, there are exercises, for example, where you observe a candle flame or whatever, water dripping from a tap, right? So these kind of little concentration exercises. 
for you to arrive to a meditative state as a result of you doing all of these things, you become naturally become more meditative, more in tune with what's happening in the current moment, more in tune with uh, reality around you. And in yogic traditions, they say, this is how you reach enlightenment. So, You touch on something really important there and that, that's really helpful. What would you say some of the inherent benefits are? So you talked about enlightenment as well as a meditative state. You know, what are what are the inherent benefits with meditation? I think it depends on, you know, where uh, where you are in the practice and how um how curious you are about it. You know, the benefits will be different. I'd say, you know, inherently by just slowing down um Focusing on your breath and uh, slowing down the respiration rate. Um, They say that if you bring down your breath to six cycles per minute, you have a significant impact on your blood pressure, on your um, heart rate. They both go down uh, as well as as your heart rate variability, which is one of the uh, commonly adopted measures of how rested your nervous system is goes up which is in this case a good thing um so those are some of the first benefits you experience and that's why mindfulness meditation is oftentimes presented in corporate world in corporate corporate setting as this stress reduction tool uh productivity um tool and don't get me wrong i think this is amazing and this is what's turning so many people to meditation because a lot of us are hurting from these modern human, whatever you want to call them, diseases, right? Uh, and, it's, and we're getting turned to, towards practices like this. But I think if you were to, um, if you were to only simplify meditation based on these benefits, I think you're missing a whole other part of it. Um, so I think it's important that we talk about meditation, not just through benefits, but also through it being a um, spiritual uh, practice, right? So and I'm taking a really broad definition of spirituality here, you know, sure. it's um, uncovering your, your soul, your, your consciousness, whatever you want to call it, um, that's what I think the the religious, uh, sorry, the um, spiritual process is, and it's not really religious. Um, so I think meditation, uh, one of the benefits of meditation is that as well. You get in tune with your emotional intelligence. You get in tune with um, the essence of your being. Hmm. That resonates with me. And, you know, I think something that you made mention of is not limiting yourself to just the benefits. I know for me, I have a a long journey uh, ahead, but you've kind of converted me into somewhat of a daily meditator, especially around guided meditation. What are the different types of meditation? Excellent question. And I think, again, um, what we get, I believe, at least based on my experience over the last couple of couple of years, um, most of us get exposed to Vipassana style of meditation, which is um, insight meditation, right? It's a form of meditation that's been popularized over the last couple of centuries. Um, 
And essentially, it is a form of meditation where you are focusing on your breath, counting the, the inhales and exhales of your breath, or uh, focusing on sensations in your body and trying to um, rest your awareness there. Um, and so this is, this is, these are the first initial stages upon which you are bringing yourself to a state where you can observe your thoughts from the distance and come to a realization or an insight that will help you further distance yourself from this way of your being. So um, Vipassana, the insight meditation is one very uh, popular one. Uh, Another one that is uh, very popular is, I, I would say, open monitoring meditations, right? So uh, where you are scanning what's going on uh, under the closed eyes or focusing on an object meditation and labeling things as thoughts, again, emotions, sensations, kind of almost... Um, your yeah, labeling is a great is a great word. No, no need for additional words. Yeah, and then another one that I think people are hearing more and more about is the transcendental meditation (TM). Uh, this is you know if you. Um, there's so many celebrity um, ambassadors of this style of meditation: um, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, David Lynch. Um, I, there's more people, the list is uh, endless. And essentially this style of meditation is you get a word or a couple of words um, and essentially you're stringing these words together and repeating them um, continuously and use this as a form of centering your mind and going below that surface level where there's a lot of commotion. There's, you know, if you think about it, the analogy they give in transcendental meditation quite often is you have uh, the surface of an ocean and there might be wind coming in, waves, uh, tidal forces, and you use a word or a mantra that you repeat constantly and you go a level deep and until you reach the bottom of the ocean where the bottom of the ocean is still regardless mm. what's happening on the surface and using words which are usually given in Sanskrit the point is that you have a word that you you don't have a necessary necessarily association with right and by repeating it con continuously you, you kind of almost trick your mind, so to say, a little bit, you know, under quotation marks, to go into a state which is more uh, calmer and more meditative. So that's another type of meditation that's quite... Um, I personally don't have any experience with it. Um, I'm mostly using either yogi style of meditations or vipassana. I, with that explanation mm -hmm. i know i'm scratching the surface now for sure on some of those options and i think just in terms of adding to my repertoire would love to add to that for those listening where either meditation is a new concept or they are considering starting a practice how do you recommend that they start a couple of things so i think the, the um 
you know, I think both both you and I we subscribe to our friends James Clear's Atomic Habits view of things, right? So, um, so essentially, one of the things um, he is advocating for is start small, small incremental steps, making um, your environment, creating your environment in such a way that it comes natural for you to start and establish this new um, habit. There is less distractions. Uh, So to apply this to starting a meditation habit, I think, you know, you want to invest initially, maybe even just one minute daily, but that repeatability is going to create momentum. So starting off by setting aside a minute, when Dalai Lama was asked, how long do we need to meditate or how long before we feel the benefits of meditation? His answer, his answer was one breath. And mm. essentially you can feel the benefits of meditation in, in, even in one breath. Um, so even if you don't have one minute, one breath is enough and that will create um, you know, the perpetuating force forward. So starting off with setting some, some time aside, um, Ideally, if you can seclude yourself from your everyday um, environment during that one minute, um, and this this sets the intention, you know. So uh, I know there's a lot of people that will tell you, it doesn't matter, meditate in your bed, meditate in your chair at work, and it really doesn't matter. But at the beginning, when you are establishing the, the habit, I feel if you're intentional and... Maybe you create a little corner in your house, which is just going to have a pillow on the floor or a chair that's dedicated to your meditation practice. At least this is how it works for me. When I establish new habits, I like to put a little bit of intention behind. And then from that point on, picking the style, it's, um, it doesn't matter really at the beginning. I would say um, people need to be curious and experiment and try um, different styles of meditation because what I see happens, people, for example, hear from their friends, Headspace is an amazing app and it really is and I really love it, uh, but it's not for everyone, right? So someone might start off with Headspace and they feel like after a while, this is not resonating with me because there is a lot of the, the, the approach there is works very well with people I feel that are analytical and have that sort of a mind that they can follow, you know, prescribed steps. There are people that are a lot more creative or they have busier minds to start with. You know, mm-hmm. some of us are naturally have calm minds. So for some of us, myself included, um, I need a little bit of time to unravel all the thoughts and to, to calm my um, mind down. So um, for, for those people, Headspace, Vipassana style of meditation might not be their jam, mm-hmm. in which case I would recommend as soon as you recognize that and you're saying, okay, this is not for me right now, switch to another style. And this can be, there's so many options out there. There is um, Insights Timer. It's yep. probably the most verticile and free meditation app. Insights uh, Timer, yep. Insights Timer, it's so good. Uh, you can... From all these styles that I mentioned previously, you can practice almost all of them um, and, and they're for free. Uh, Calm is another app. So you see, I'm mentioning a lot of these apps because they're really 
well done. And it's a great intro to this world. And a lot of people, uh, you know, regardless where they are with their practice right now, they've started in this way, you know, um, you and me included, right? And uh, yeah, um, I, I do want to, you know, the way in which as an extrovert, the way in which you introduced it to me was through group meditation, which I found to be really helpful and actually, you know, bring back in atomic habits, you know, you were, you acted as an accountability partner to me to then begin the practice. And I had had headspace and insight timer for a year before you introduced me to group meditation. And so something I've been noticing as well is those that are perhaps more introverted prefer to start with the apps, start with, uh, you know, sitting in silence and doing their own practice individually versus uh, for me getting energy from a group exercise, group practice, um, and then introducing the opposite situationally, such as preparing for a big meeting, like what you and I have done in Austin, Texas, before a big meeting, we left the car on in the parking lot, turn on the AC, but also you queued up a meditation through an app before we're heading into a meeting mm -hmm. together. So I absolutely, I think that resonates and um, mm -hmm. uh, has certainly helped in terms of building my practice. Uh, you there had something there, sorry yeah, to, go for to interrupt you, but like um, uh, regardless of, I think your preference towards being an introverted more or extroverted, I think, yeah. A meditating group setting, it's incredible. Uh, I've participated in several, um, you know, I, I think the biggest group maybe that I meditated in was 6,000 people. Jeez. Um, it was during a, it was, it was during a, um, a talk uh, here in New York and the guy who was leading the, the entire conference in the talk led us through a guided meditation. It was 6,000 people. The um, I don't want to sound too like hippie or whatever, but the energy in the space that you, you were just, or just knowing that there's 6,000 people in that space having exact same purpose, hmm. meditating at the same time was so powerful. And I felt was, it was one of the deepest uh, experiences I had with meditation. And this doesn't have to be, you know, with everything that's going on right, right now, uh, I think we can do it virtually as well. Um, it's so accessible. Oftentimes I just hop on Instagram, check out which of my uh, meditation or yoga teachers are live and I hop on and meditate in a group setting, you know, and it's so good for, for that habit. Um, forming stage of this practice. So a great call out. Yeah. And I have to say with the thought of interacting and having energy of 6,000 people when we're uh, sorry, self isolating through a pandemic, uh, that alone is uh, something that um, is surreal to even just think about. And then once you add a meditative practice, I can only imagine what that feeling must have been like before, during, and after. There is, or there has been some resistance to meditation and certainly it's not for everybody, but what do you think the common um, objections are that you've heard in terms of adopting meditation as part of your either daily or uh, weekly routine? Um, I think a couple of things I hear. Uh, one is, you know, the obvious, this is not for me and I cannot 
get my mind to stop thinking, you know, uh, which I feel it's um, not a, I mean, first of all, this is not the point. This is not the goal. We've, as a species, we, we've come to this magical moment in time where I, our mind has evolved so much that it has this great capability of looking into future, looking into past without having to experience everything in the moment. We can use the power of our mind to be curious, imaginative and creative. And now all of a sudden it seems like the goal is to stop that, you know, which I don't think, you know, it's the right f frame of mind to start with. Uh, it's just so, so that we've, um, that our mind sometimes feels like it has the will of, of its own and we are kind of tagging along and following along, which right. shouldn't be the case. You know, that means that we need to work and maybe, um, I don't want to say discipline our mind because that's the language that really does not work well with the mind, uh, but more, you know, calm our mind so that we have the clarity of vision. So I think that's the first objection is, you know, I cannot get my mind to stop. No, no one is going to get their mind to stop thinking. The practice is um, noticing the thought stream, the continuous thought stream, and maybe just for a breath or two, distancing yourself by saying, I see this thought, I know where it, what it is, but I choose to focus on my breath. And at first, it will feel like I only ha I can do this for one breath. And then you practice a little bit more and for a couple of breaths. And then you practice a little bit more. And then you, you know, you're getting to this state easier and easier. And guess what? This starts to translate into your life, everyday life as well. The more you create that distance, the more in everyday life you are going to observe the string of thoughts that are uh, happening inside of your mind. And there maybe they are directing you towards an action, uh, and you 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 can consciously choose not to engage in that uh, way of thinking, right? So, um, so uh, I think that's the one common objection. Another one is um, there is this um, I think misconception that you have to uh, sit cross-legged on the floor. Um, you know, whatever, you have to be in a certain pose to be meditative. And, you know, this is, it's not surprising we think so. You know, when we think about someone meditating, we see these pictures of Indian mystics and people, um, you know, either in a secluded retreat or somewhere, uh, you know, um, out, outside of civilization and sitting on the floor and so on. There is, there is benefits to that, you know. So the, the reason why, um, initially they were sitting on the floor was they wanted to be closer, closer to the ground. And they were actually sitting not on the floor of an apartment building, uh, you know, but they were uh, sitting on the actual ground somewhere on a farm or in a forest or whatever. And this, uh, by, by sitting in that way, this created a greater sense of calm by gr feeling um, creating a feeling that they're grounded, right? Mm. So actually had a very significant um, effect. Uh, in modern context, um, I don't think we need to, especially when we are just starting, we don't need to worry about that, you know? So the idea is to create a little space for you, create a routine and withdraw from 
senses from your phone, from whatever is going on for a short period of time and rest your awareness on something else outside of your thoughts, right? So the easiest way to start is breath. It doesn't work for some people it actually can create can, and it's a very small percentage of people that I feel like when they focus on their breath, they become more anxious, in which case I would say, forget about your breath, focus on your feet. That's another very common um, part of our body that's very grounding and calming. So focus on really examining the contact between the floor and your feet. And you can absolutely be seated. Uh, in the beginning, it's really important that you're comfortable while you are um, while you're meditating. You know, you heard me previously mention these stages um, in yogic traditions. And they were created in that way because, um, you know, these ancient yogis really understood that if you're not feeling comfortable in your side of your body, you're not going to sit down uh, for a very long time in whatever pose, just on a chair or on the ground. And um, you're not, you're, you're highly unlikely to meditate, right? Right. So there is sense to um, creating an environment and, and making yourself feel comfortable inside of your body. Um, before you meditate. So sitting in a chair is totally fine. Those are probably the two most common objections I hear. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, like so many other things in life, this is an uh, experiential practice, you know. Yeah. Um, there, there, there are certain wisdom practices in which you... The, the road to enlightenment, the road to high states of higher consciousness uh, comes through deeply studying and engaging in a very focused intellectual activity of studying scriptures, reading ancient, ancient texts. So there is a small part of, um, or like one part of um, wisdom traditions which are designed that way that we use our intellect to engage in higher levels, uh, higher states of being. But for most of us, what works really well is experiencing these things firsthand. It's not, you know, we shouldn't be um, overly intellectualizing meditation, you know, it's just, it's very easy. Close your eyes and pay attention to something else than your thoughts. And whenever you get distracted, it's totally fine. Don't beat yourself up. That's the process bring yourself back to whatever you're focusing outside of your thoughts. That solely covers 90% of yeah. everything we talked about so far. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Something that you touched on around distancing from your thoughts, that's you know certainly the, the first experience that I had. And when I found myself wandering, uh, I would literally label those thoughts, like write them down and then go back to the practice. And I found that that allowed for me to release those thoughts as well. I know you're going to lead us through a guided practice and, you know, we could talk about this for hours. It could be a full workshop. I know you put together individualized meditations for your clients. How can people learn more about meditation and where can they find you? So, if they go to www.after-ego.com, this is my website, 
they can learn a little bit more about my approach. In a nutshell, it's when people are starting off with their meditation habits uh, and the clients that I work with, um, I focus on creating guided personalized meditations for them. So um, essentially, depending on whether they want to have a, a, a you know, calmer and clearer mind or they want to focus on... Um, opening up creative side of their personality, whatever it is, it would be uh, done in such a way that I would record these personalized meditations for them. And that's the easiest way to get in touch with me. Um, I'm also live on Instagram every day um, at noon here, Eastern time. And I, um, I teach a yoga class at that time. And I always incorporate some sort of meditation before or after. Uh, move, starting from next week, on so june 8th onwards i'll be adding a daily meditation class as well so 10 to 15 minutes daily uh, guided practice on instagram and zoom so that we can create that online community at least during this time for all of us to meditate together with this guided practice set the scene for us this is a five minute guided meditation and for those of you listening both Stefan and myself are doing this together with you. So Stefan, let us know how we should set ourselves up for this. And I will leave it to you to lead us through this practice. Sure. Amazing. Thank you. So if you are listening to this podcast at your home, um, the best thing is just to make yourself comfortable. Uh, if you're sitting in a chair, if you want to sit cross-legged on, on the floor, that's also an option. If you're sitting in a chair, just try to bring yourself towards the edge of your seat so that the lower part of your spine um, touches the, the backrest of your chair. The way I'm not going to go and become too technical about this, but it's, it's really important. This is what I feel has helped a lot of people that are just starting. Um, Resting that the lower part of your back against the chair brings your entire posture upright. And when your when your posture is upright, when your shoulders are relaxed, you can relax your hands into your lap. Palm can, palms can be facing up or down. And all of a sudden, just by doing this conscious movement, right, there feels like there is a lot more space. And then from here, you can either gently close your eyes or if that doesn't work for you today, you can look in front of you and just focus on a, a gentle focus on a dot or something in front of you. Let's begin by taking three conscious breaths together. So we're going to inhale through our nose and exhale through our nose as well. Do this two more times at your own pace, making sure the breath coming in and out is a light breath. It is slow. So you're slowing down the rate of your inhale and exhale. And then keeping your eyes closed or focused slightly in front of you, I invite you to place one of your hands on your belly. So let's say your right hand comes on your belly 
and the left hand comes on top of your chest over your heart and yes this has spirituals um, and different meanings but even from perspective of biomechanics placing your hands like this will allow you to notice your breath more so let's do the same thing we'll take three long light slow and deep inhales and exhales in the same way and you might observe that your belly goes out on an inhale and releases down on the exhale The hand that's over your heart, you might notice also it, it going up and down. Although I would recommend that you, you shouldn't modify your breath, but notice that if you relax, your breath will naturally start from your belly. light, slow, and deep breath. The next exhalation, you can release your hands from your belly and your heart, release them into your lap again. And to round up our practice, Bring your awareness at the top of your head. Gently scan down and direct your attention and focus towards your forehead, the muscles of your face, your chin. And as we are going through and traveling through our own bodies, if you notice any area of unnecessary tension, Try to maybe relax it just 1%. Scanning down through our shoulders, our chest and upper back, bringing our attention to our belly, the mid back, the lower back. Down towards our legs our thighs, through our knees, our ankles, and resting our awareness on our feet for a second. And really notice here, pay attention, the contact between your feet and the ground. If you want to further ground yourself and calm yourself even more, you might use the power of your imagination here 
and imagine there are roots coming out from your feet, planting you firmly into the ground below you. Okay, and we can let that image go away with the next inhale. Let's follow our inhale to our nose and out through our nose one last time, consciously together. And whenever you're ready, if you had your eyes closed, you can gently open them. Have a little bit of a stretch in your chair. Look around your environment. Reconnect with the world around you. And welcome back. Thank you, Stefan. And as Stefan mentioned, you can find him at www.after-ego.com. He can also be found on Instagram by the name of After Ego. We'll provide that in the show notes. If you like this special episode, would appreciate a follow on the Driving Ambition Show Instagram handle and your continued followership on this Spotify channel as well. Thank you, Stefan. Thank you, brother.